Hi, and welcome to Unquenchable Hope. I'm Luanne Botta. And I'm Marianne Crum. We know it's hard to hang on to hope in a world that sometimes seems bent on stealing it, but it's not impossible. So stay tuned as we tackle all kinds of issues and talk about how, you know, no matter what this world dishes out, you can live with unquenchable hope. Well, hello, everybody. We're back for another episode of Unquenchable Hope. And I recently saw a meme. I think it was on Facebook. And this one, I thought, so perfectly captured one piece of the crazy pie that our culture is trying to shove down our throats right now. And the meme showed Mr. Potato Head, (laughs) and he was looking kind of side-eyed at a Mr. Coffee Maker. And he was saying, you're next. (laughs) And what that was about was that the, the company that makes... Mr. Potato Head had just announced uh, that he will no longer be Mr. Potato Head, but he will just be Potato Head <laughs> because gender related uh, titles like Mr. they decided were politically incorrect. Yes. Some of the other products that got caught up in this were Aunt Jemima. I know. And Uncle Ben, the rice. Yes. Guy. And some of the Dr. Seuss books, classic Disney movies, even some of those. I know, your favorite. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And some Muppet videos, too, apparently. This wokeness Mm -hmm. and this cancel culture has just gotten out of control. So today we're going to hit that subject and try to get a biblical perspective on that. So Luann, how would you even define this? I know what I may add to that because that's a great intro. And I think the major thing is the culture has changed so drastically and it's Mm -hmm. been this woke and this cancel culture. And if you didn't understand what that truly was, you would look at things and think, what in the world is going on? Or what am I supposed to think? What am I supposed to think or do about this situation? Mm -hmm. And so woke and cancel culture, this is, I'll explain it to you. Let me just add a a scripture. It's from 1 Corinthians 16, 13. And this is a call for all of us. It says, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men and women, be strong. So what we're going to do today is just be watchful and begin to start battling this thing back because it has crept into the church. And when we get through this, you're going to see how it's crept in. Mm -hmm. We all have a voice in Christ and we're to take our stand. And I think what we've done is we've buckled to the culture and we've allowed the culture to speak into the church instead of the church to speak into the culture. So woke culture and cancel culture, they pretty much go hand in hand. But first of all, woke culture is a social awareness. Antifa is a big part of woke culture. Racism and critical race theory is a big part. Discrimination, Woke was added to the dictionary in 2017, and it's slang for awake. Now, this is not a spiritual awakening. It's causing so much division, and this is their goal, to dissolve the nuclear family, to abolish capitalism, to eliminate religion, to rewrite our constitution, and raise children gender neutral. This is all the stuff we've been listening to and hearing. Political correctness is a necessity, and Christians are mocked in the media. Even Jesus has been accused as a racist. Obviously, we can prove that that is not the truth. And so that's what woke culture is. And once you're woke, 
you go in straight into then this cancel culture. Mm-hmm. So what cancel culture does with the woke culture, cancel is they call you out and they ostracize anyone that does not agree with the morality of culture, of what they say it should be. Mm-hmm. So they'll call you out. They'll slam you. They'll, big tech is their big boss and big tech silences anybody with a Christian voice who comes against anything they are saying. Mm-hmm. So that's why you'll see Facebook will take down what anybody says about gender, if it's not what they want to hear, or homosexuality, if it's not what they want to hear, or the vaccine, if it's not what they want to hear, mm-hmm. or anything they don't want to hear, they ostracize or they call that person out or just censor or or just censor them, make them disappear. Correct. And we have to be aware of because it's taking away our freedom. Yeah. And we're no longer getting uh, a balanced input of information on anything. Yeah. No, you're only getting one side. I don't like conflict. I don't like arguing. So I don't run around calling people out on it, but even solid, mature Christians mm-hmm. are getting a steady diet of their news off of Facebook or mm-hmm. Apple News or MSN, whatever pops up on their phone, and they don't realize how slanted that is yes. because of the, the woke people that work at those tech companies mm-hmm. are silencing everybody else. You know how when you're talking about a subject and all of a sudden it comes up advertised on your phone? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what big tech is doing they're seeing somebody's Facebook page and, and they are saying, no, we're not going to allow that. And they nix that person. I mean, we're watching many, many conservative people getting off of different places, yeah, social media, social media because their voices aren't being heard anymore. They blocked President Trump and yet the Ayatollah in Iran <laughs> yes. still has an account. Yeah. I mean, there you go. No, I think once you realize, and I think this should have been a major, major wake up call. I don't care if you were Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, whatever. Once the president of the United States gets clipped off of something, you need to say, Hey, wait a minute. It doesn't even matter if you don't like how mm-hmm. he talks. Right then we start losing our freedoms here and there. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think we're not catching it enough as the church, or we're choosing to not catch it, or we're choosing not to deal with it. When you talk about homosexuality to young people, even our Christian kids, they don't think there's anything wrong with it mm-hmm. because they were told that if you don't approve of it, then you're a hater. Remember, we talked about that a while ago, quite a Mm -hmm. while ago, but now we're going to really kind of put it out there and say, that's not true. When I always talk to my students about fornication and sleeping around and all that kind of stuff, I can say it very readily to them. But the moment I say it to somebody who is a homosexual that you're out of line, then I'm a hater. That's not scripturally sound because the Bible says flee sexual immorality. All other sin is outside the body, and he who sins sexually mm-hmm. sins against his own body. I heard a parent the other day telling me that the trendy thing in the high school that, that their kid goes to is that even if you are heterosexual, mm-hmm. you're supposed to say that you're bisexual. Even if you have no intentions of ever being involved in a homosexual relationship, because that way you're you're not a hater. You're, See? You're not condemning. It's just gotten ridiculous. Wow. I had no idea. I had no idea. I did know that there was this epidemic even amongst Christian middle schoolers, mostly, but also high schoolers, especially with girls to uh, get involved in gay relationships. Mm -hmm. I think most of us remember that 
junior high school, middle school is a tough age. And you, yes. you just, you want to be accepted. Yes. You have your eye on a, a guy and they don't reciprocate. That was my entire junior high school yes. existence. <laughs> yeah. I would pick out a guy that I liked and you pass the notes yes. and all that. And it was reject, reject, reject. Yes. So you can see that this insidious lie gets in there yeah. and they're just looking for acceptance. Yeah. And I've mentored it and I ministered to many, many kids who've mm. walked through that and were confused by it. What we're saying here today is it's become culture and that's where we have to speak truth. That's right. You know, when I was thinking about all this and studying up for this podcast, the, the thing that kept occurring to me was if we are awake in the one most important way, which is to be awake in Christ, you know, we're all born spiritually dead. Then we come to Christ, our spirits are made alive mm-hmm. in Him. If we're awake in that way, and we follow the two greatest commandments, which Jesus said were to love God and love other people, mm-hmm. all of the rest of this will take care of itself. To love God is to love His commandments, yes. to love what His Word says. And His Word is very clear mm-hmm. on subjects like homosexuality, on subjects like how to treat people of different races. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't even be an issue. Oh, yeah, but it is. Oh, I know it yeah. is. No, I know. Yeah, right. you're right. It shouldn't be an issue if we were walking in our... That's yeah. right. I mean, I know we can't expect <laughs> unbelievers to act like believers. Or even believers. I'm in the church a whole lot. This is a whole lot in the church. Okay, so in talking about this too, they also talk about for cancel culture, reject and stop supporting people because they have offended you. Mm-hmm. And once someone gets offended, forget it. Yeah. That's it. You know, drives me crazy. Why are business owners not allowed to have opinions? We actually knew what most management people believed of all the companies that we patronize. Yes. We wouldn't buy anything. I mean, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's like they target certain ones like Chick-fil-A or other ones. Yeah. It's just craziness. No, I know. It feels wrong. Like a a person that owns their own small business is being forced to toe the line, whatever. Or whatever it might be. Right. Yeah. One thing I heard about or I read about cancel culture, it says cancel culture psychology gives people permission to bypass empathy and forgiveness in favor of righteous anger. No. But the anger isn't even always righteous. Mm -hmm. Righteous anger, by definition, means that you're angry over something that would anger God. Yes. Obviously, he he is angry about discrimination and racial Mm -hmm. inequality Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. But a lot of what we see is not an expression of righteous anger because they're doing it in a very unrighteous way. Yeah, you get canceled really quickly. I mean, you just are... And when someone does that, they kind of fluff you off. Like you have yeah. no say and uh, right. you're, you're ignorant and that's that. Which for adults is, is bad enough and hurtful enough, but in teenagers, it can yes. be devastating. Some researchers did a brain imaging study and it showed that when a teenager is socially rejected by their peers, it lights up the same parts of their brain as actual physical pain. Unbelievable. That's how intense... That is to a teenager Mm -hmm. and how devastating it is when, for whatever reason, maybe it's just for being a Christian, following Christ, making what we would consider good choices. Uh, When they're rejected like that, it causes intense pain. And that's why it's so important that we talk about it and talk about it with our kids and make sure that they're prepared and not so dependent on their peers 
for that acceptance. Oh, uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think that what is, this has done as well is has caused a great division. It's just everywhere. Do you think that churches have adopted it because of their desire to gain members, well, not alienate people? Well, I did write something else. I found something from Michael Youssef. I like him a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Mm -hmm. He said that bowing to woke culture allows you to avoid rejection by culture and society. It's a very, very popular message that is now being preached from many evangelical pulpits, traditionally Bible-believing, gospel-preaching churches. And he says, too many leaders in the churches across America have allowed woke culture to creep into the church. As goes the pulpit, so goes the pew. As goes the pew, so goes the culture. And then he said, waiting to be liked with millions of followers is what's happening. They want to be like and bringing in a lot of people. And it says destroying the power of the gospel and the power of the Holy Spirit when we water down the truth of his word and his very being. Amen. Christians have been persecuted and ostracized since the beginning. I mean, even the, the Jews were. Yes. Then when Christ Very came, obviously so. Christians started being persecuted. Yes. And usually those countries where they're most persecuted, the church is growing the fastest. Yes. Ironically Correct. enough. Correct. That I ought know. to be a lesson. That has right to be here. a massive lesson. I just firmly believe people want us to stand up. Yes. E yes. Even the ones that are the most radically yes. woke. Yes. Are really looking for somebody that will stand that up will for stand. the truth. I agree. Yeah. No, I agree. I completely agree. Our pastor just finished a sermon series and he tackled issues having to do mostly with sexuality. And he told it like it is yeah. in a very loving way and always encouraging the congregation to be loving and how we, we treat people that are on a different path than we're on. But he didn't mince words. Yeah. He called it the way the Bible mm -hmm. calls it. Mm -hmm. And attendance actually grew. Right. I mean, yes. more and more people were coming. People were saying, I'm going to invite my lesbian friends. Yeah. Well, I think what it is, is the truth. And I think the yes. truth, no matter what, no matter where we're at, no matter what we're caught up in, the moment you hear truth, you run to it. That, I experienced that so much with the young people when I taught. They're not well, stupid. At least they if, want to hear it. At least if God is working in their hearts and they're not already so hardened. Yeah, you know, correct. No, yes. That. Yeah. And I think that what has happened, and when you call somebody a hater because they're speaking truth, mm -hmm. then it starts to cause you to start to compromise or you to start saying, well, I guess it's okay. And, and when people say, well, love is love, that's not true. Because mm -hmm. then now you can give the pedophile, well, love is love. So this mm -hmm. is what happens when we are so apathetic mm -hmm. to what is being spoken and being said in our culture. And when I was talking about a great division, just let me read one scripture. It's from Jude one nineteen. It says, they said to you, in the last time, there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. It is these who cause divisions, worldly people devoid of the spirit. And then in Proverbs 6, 19, it says, there are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a man who stirs up dissension among brothers. That's yeah. it. That is the answer. God hates it. He hates this whole thing that's happening with this culture. And right. he's wanting, and I think expecting the Christian 
to rise up and say, this is going to have to stop in my home. I've got to catch it within myself. Mm -hmm. I've got to catch it with other friends. I look, there was never one person in my entire life that has come to me with any issues of life, no matter what it was, any kind of issue. I had never said to them that I didn't love them for that. I said to them, let's figure this out in Christ. Yeah. Let's figure it out. Mm -hmm. Let's not hate everybody because you don't think the way they do. Right. Which is what Jesus did. I mean, he's our example. Yes. And he didn't cancel anybody or block anybody. No, he, he didn't. ate with Pharisees. Yes. He ate with tax Correct. collectors. You were going to talk about the woman at the well. Well, I yes. I wanted to bring up is critical race theory categorizes people into oppressed and oppressor groups on the base of their skin color. Okay. Is a very Marxist ideology that people are taking very seriously. That's why you're seeing parents fighting in at school boards mm -hmm. saying, we do not want this black, white. They're all fighting. We don't want critical race theory in our schools. These kids get along. We don't want this poisoning our schools. Mm -hmm. And so what the Lord brought to me while I was studying this was the woman at the well. And it was taken from John 4, 8 to 9. And the Samaritans at that time hated the Jews, and the Jews hated the Samaritans, probably worse than what we're even experiencing through this whole critical race thing. But here in, in Samaria and the Jews hated, hated each other. And here's Jesus. He's got to get to, I forget where he was headed. And he decides to go through Samaria because it was shorter. It was a shorter cut. Walk wood, way go around. around. <laughs> yeah. To avoid it. Mm -hmm. But he was like, no, I'm going to go in there because he knew there was somebody he had to go see, obviously. So he gets to the well and he talks to her first. He says, can I have a drink? And then she responds and says, you are a Jewish man and I'm a Samaritan. How can you ask me for a drink? So right there, she's putting her race out there and she's putting the, this conflict that's between the two cultures and he never even addresses it. He doesn't say one thing about it because his next thing was, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, he would give you living water, which was himself. Jesus is more concerned about our walk with him yes. instead of all this stuff that we do about races, because this is what he says in Galatians 3, 28, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free man. There's neither male nor female for you are all one in Christ Jesus. That's right. He came to wake us up spiritually. Yes. He's woke. Oh, <laughs> he's as woke as you can get. Yes. That's the woke we're looking for. I was thinking too of the verse in Romans that talks about overcoming evil with good. Racial hatred is evil. Yes, it is. You overcome that with good, yes. not by feeding the flames yes. of more hatred and Correct. more division yes. and hatred and canceling and all that stuff. That's the opposite. Yes, that's exactly right. We're trying to turn this thing around and it's going to take the church and believers to do it and to stand up and say, we don't want this. If we just walked confidently in the word of God yes. and in what we know is true and right and just, yes, and just had that quiet confidence and didn't get snagged into all of this brouhaha, that's the testimony the world needs to see. That's exactly right. Just keep on doing what's right, what's good, loving people, Yep, and don't get sucked in, in to fact, the arguments of it all. Right. I just had a couple of 
practical tips about avoiding this cancel culture thing because oh. we're so easily sucked into it. Yes. And we can do the same thing going the other direction. Yeah. That's something the Lord has to lead everybody individually about the whole thing with boycotts yes. and all of that. I've never jumped on that wagon because I feel like it's inconsistent. So if, if you were going to the emergency room with a heart attack, would you grill the doctor that's there with the paddles trying to bring your heart back and say, yes. wait a minute, now what do you think about this? <laughs> yeah, How do you really? vote? Republican or Democrat? <laughs> no, yes. so hypocritical. Yes. Can I say something too? I, I agree with everything you're saying because I helped this woman the other day, an African-American woman. She was looking for her car in uh, Walmart, Walmart and I could see her face and I never hesitated. I didn't... Get out of the car and says, I do this all the time. I call that the Walmart waltz. <laughs> I know. I'm out there with my car dancing around trying to I find know. my car. Yeah. I said, what does it look like? And she's laughing. I'm laughing. Mm-hmm. Come on. What the woke and cancel culture are wanting to do. They want to divide us. They want to speak death to so much of freedom of who we are in Christ. Yeah. And the way to do it is pin us against each other. Make us think if you don't agree with our morality. Then you're the schmuck of the world and yeah. you have no voice. And and this little podcast could get nixed in two seconds flat because they don't want this. And I refuse to not speak the truth. Well, the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. That's exactly right. And that, that's what we're seeing is so much anger. That's you know, right. I know that in some cases, people have a reason to be angry, what do you do with that? If you just fuel it and vent it on the wrong people in the wrong direction, that's not going to heal you inside. Yes, correct. Only Jesus can take those hurts. Yeah. Anyway, the little tips. Yes. If I can go through go for all it. these real quickly, how to avoid being part of this. One of them is think twice before you post anything on social media. It's like bait mm-hmm. dangling out there to get us involved in these arguments and wranglings and the drama. Be careful when you're just speaking your own mind out there because <laughs> the internet never forgets and, and those things can follow <laughs> you. Okay. <laughs> that it's okay not to have or express an opinion on everything. What? Wait, what was that? It, that it's okay not to have or express an opinion oh, yes. on everything. <laughs> yeah, it was the yeah. most freeing thing I heard someone <laughs> say to me years ago. It's okay not to have an opinion <laughs> yeah. on some things. Yeah. We need to stand where God stands, yeah. but we don't always have to throw our two cents in every <laughs> yeah. little argument online. Spend less time online yes. in general because, again, there's a lot of bait. There's a lot of traps out there that Satan would love to set to, yes. to just get us angry, bring, like you said, bring division. Relationships have been destroyed over online. Yes, they have. Yes, they um, have. Good friendships too. Yeah. Yes. If you find yourself being canceled, remember that your worth isn't determined by the opinions of others. You need to find your worth in what God says about you. Amen. That's right. Those are good. It's easier said than done. It's hurtful when people, you know, attack us, but that's again, what they've done for thousands of years yes. to people who are walking with Christ. Okay, again, overcome evil with good. Continue to do good to others to show them love. Mm-hmm. Remember that God had every right to cancel us, but he didn't. Oh, that's yeah. good. We love because he first loved us, it says yes. in First John. Remember that as Christ followers, this world isn't our home. Our citizenship mm-hmm. is in heaven, and we're always going to feel like outsiders here. That's right. Even if you're not canceled on Facebook or yes. some public way like that, 
we're not supposed to be super comfortable in this world. The light and the dark, the contrast is growing. It's yes. not going to get better, uh, folks, as far as that right. goes. So right. to walk with Christ is going to make you a weirdo. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're weirdos. <laughs> yeah. That's And that's okay with me. <laughs> I'd rather be a weirdo that's going to go to heaven when mm-hmm. I die. And lastly, Jesus said in John 15, 18, if the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. Well, that's good. I yes. mean, if we're going to truly live out a biblical worldview, we are going to look different. That is good. And if we don't come to terms with that, we're going to end up in compromise. That's a good yeah. scripture. I had the final scripture too from Jude 1, and it says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life, and have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others show mercy with fear and hating even the garment stained by the flesh. What I wanted to do is using this scripture was to say, all of this stuff about woke and cancel means nothing to the Lord. This is our calling to snatch people, get them out of the fire where they're headed and begin to speak life to them and show them mercy and not what cancel culture is trying to do in division and hatred and a lot of lying and all those things that God hates. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of this part of Jude, this is Jude 1, 20 to 25. So the last part says, and we all are very familiar with it. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our savior through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. So it truly is the final thing to say, even though this culture is spinning, it's spinning out of control. We still have a calling and a purpose that says you better get out there and snatch these people out and snatch people into the kingdom of God because we're not a part of the kingdom of this world. Don't get distracted. That's right. This is all distraction. Yes, it is. From our true calling. Yes, it is. Amen. Amen. We pray you've been encouraged today and that you'll come back next week for more Truth and Hope. And if you'd like to know more about us, check out our websites. Those addresses are in the show notes. And hey, if this podcast encouraged you, it can probably encourage someone else. So please share it and share some hope.